Yes. You are now listening to the sound of Sports Reports is ordered. And chicka, 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 one, two. <laughs> I am your DJ, DJ25. Fresh out the hot box. Do me a favor, y'all. I appreciate all the love. We love all the compliments. But do me a favor. Like and subscribe. It's all free. Keep it that way. Free 99. Yes, sir. But with me, I have the one and only New Jerus. <laughs> Your shout out to Millville. <laughs> Get on my level, ho. You know what I'm saying? VA's finest. Retired vet. <laughs> Keep Proud going. Proud father. Keep going. Proud girl dad. Keep going. Put on your neck. Keep going. Don't bring feelings <laughs> to a fat fight. Don't do it. The takeover, the breaks over. It's <laughs> mythological. <laughs> yeah. We are it's here. Good. Sports reports is ordered, and we got a whole lot to talk about tonight. Because I know y'all been watching these games this weekend. And we are in championship weekend. It's in our focus. Oh man, a lot of people out there eating some crow. I'm eating some crow too, because I really believed in the Bills. You know, so I really <laughs> believed in them. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. So I guess we will start there. Yo, can you talk about wide right? Yes, as a Florida Just State fan, the two a, worst words in the English language when combined. Oh, uh, and it was so fast. Like, it, it went right. You know, sometimes it's slow. It just is like, it's like the NFL had a remote control on the football. It made it go right, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm capping. Yo, but when he kicked it, I like, because sometimes I like to drink, like to partake and, you know, alcohol. It's always right. funny when, like, it's like a sobering moment in somebody's life. And I'm, I was pretty, you know, that's, I was nice up yesterday. I had a nice little Sunday. I mean, long weekend because all the snow and everything we had here in the East Coast. I had a lot of time just at the crib. Right. So, like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead, have a couple of drinks, watch some football. Right. And when he missed it, I was in the screen. Oh, he missed it. <laughs> Because that, that, that stand-up, it was like the same way when, when Tom Brady threw the pick at the goal line. Or not Tom, when Russell was through the pick at the goal line. I remember, like, jumping off my couch. Like, I rarely had that reaction. Like, he's like, so I'm a Falcons fan. When the Falcons lost, I didn't have, like, a physical reaction to it. I just was like, I can't believe what I just saw. But it was, like, slowly building up to that. This kick, I thought it was automatic. I think it was inside, it was inside 50. I think it was, like, maybe 42, 43 I think it was, yards. like, 43 or so, yeah. That's for kickers to today. If you probably if you polled the league and did the math, kickers are probably like eighty two percent or something crazy from excuse me forty to forty five. So I was like, okay, this is automatic. And then Mahomes get the ball back and go from there. Um, you know, good game, tough was? game. This is this is this is the reenactment of my reaction. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I like I like making a pick and being right. 
I love to argue and be right. I love to debate and be right. I do. But sometimes when you're wrong, you're just like, you know what? I picked against Kansas City two weeks in a row. Me too. I'm not saying what I'm going to do the next time we record, but it just was like, as I was watching the game play out, I was like, this guy really is different than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's just the moment, and we talk about it with a lot of quarterbacks, and we'll get into the Brock Purdy talk. We'll get, we'll, you know, obviously we'll sprinkle in some other quarterback talks. It's like they're all basically built the same way. They're six foot to six four, two hundred to, you know, you have some anomalies like Josh Allen, two thirty five, and all these guys are just huge. For the most part, they're pretty much the same guy. They throw it about the same distance. Well, you got your Bryce Youngs too. And then you got do you have your you have your <laughs> Kyler Murray's, but Kyler Murray has like exceptional arm talent. So like you have things that kind of set you apart. Right. But for what, what Mahomes does, and I, I kind of fear for Alex, I saw something today was like, imagine being a Bills fan, you had to deal with Tom Brady in division for damn near 20 years, mm-hmm. and then on the heels of that you running up against Patrick Mahomes seemingly every year. Even with that, you had Joe Burrow uh-huh. in between that. So it was like, you don't even get a break. Maybe you get a Justin Herbert. Maybe you can, you can, you can win 19, for, like, okay, Carl Anthony Towns, 58 points, 19 for 25, 10 for 12 from three. Into the third. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back to regular schedule programming. Uh, Sometimes, like, you look at a game, you're like, oh, this team lost it. They didn't do this. I think it just was a matter of everybody that could make plays made plays, and it's going to fall on the foot of the kicker for just missing that opportunity to tie the game up. And it's unfortunate. But Yo, if you looked at the stats of this game without watching it, like you were out with your girl or something and you couldn't get eyes on the game and you came home, and you saw the box score, you would be like, yo, how did Kansas City win this game? Buffalo had the ball for 37 minutes. You know, Buffalo ran 31 more plays than Kansas City and only had seven more yards. Patrick Mahomes came out yesterday, and he said, Allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> My name is Hove. You know what I'm saying? He came H out here. OV. Even when he was off, because he had some early throws that was off back of the end zone and everything, but he was still in control. And, you know, somebody asked me this morning, you know, hey, I thought you said Buffalo was going to win. What was the difference? I said, well, you know what? Kansas City had Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Buffalo didn't. That's the answer. You know, uh, you know, Emma, we got Diana. They don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kansas City punted once. You know, uh, we talked about Millville. Shout out to Millville. Pacheco didn't play when they met earlier this season. 15 for 97, 6.1 yards of carry. You know, Buffalo had success early. They ran for 182 yards because that's always the question. Can Buffalo run the ball? Yes, Buffalo can run the ball, but this is what happens. Josh quarterbacks get all the attention. Quarterbacks get all the attention. Quarterbacks get all the money. So at some point, teams say, Josh, go win us the game, even though we don't need you to throw a 70-yard pass. 
just do it anyway. And therefore, Stefan Diggs, I'm sorry. If you're going to do all that bitching and whining, you got to catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? It happens to the best of us, but you got to catch the ball. Yeah, it's a tough um, position to be in when you you have a legitimate argument. Like, yo, I need to get more targets. I need to get the ball. I need to get more involved. And then you make the natural mistake. Like, you're going to make one. You're going to make a mistake. What did he end up with in that game? Something like three catches for like 21 or 27 yes, yards. 21 yards, yes. And I saw a stat. Um, I don't know how far back it went. I think it went back five weeks. But uh, it was Shakir. Between, yeah, him and Shakir. Shakir had 40 more yards than him on something like 42 less targets. It was something like that. But is, is the wide receiver position – I know it's a talent-based position. Right. But is it an effort position? Where you just have to work to get open, yes. And and when you're frustrated, how hard are you working? Well, well, that's what that's what made players like To so great. To was always open. Yeah, he and he and he put the same effort into blocking as he did trying to get open. You know, um, when sixty I look for at, cat. Like when I look at let's see, there you go. And when I look at Stefan yeah. Diggs. I see somebody that's either he's just done with Buffalo. I don't he know. If he probably they probably could have moved them a year ago. Right. I don't, I don't know if it's a Josh Allen thing per se. Like he just doesn't mix with Josh, like get along with Josh Allen. But he's just ready to leave Buffalo. I know that much. You know, uh, we remember the incident after the playoff game last year against Cincinnati. You know, like which y'all want me to be happy about losing? Like, nah, bro, that's not it. You know what I'm saying? But. You're one of the leaders of this team in the same way, granted, much smaller level, but the same way that people come up to me and be like, yo, two five, what happened to Buffalo? I can't be like, fuck you. Get out my face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just be like, yo, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? So you take your hat off to your opponent and you move on, you know? Um, So like I mentioned, Buffalo, 37 minutes time of possession, right? On third down. I don't even know what to do with this. Buffalo was 7 of 14. You should win that game. Kansas City, 1 of 5. Five third downs in the whole game. So that tells you. That How was little Buffalo's, they had the ball. And Buffalo's defense, you know, not either not forcing enough third downs because Kansas City only punted the one time and then missed the logic. What was that fake punt? Honestly, I think I was out grabbing food, and I missed that part. So I think what happened was, from what I was reading after the game, teams have, like, certain, if we see this, like a you look. know, this is what we're going to do. Like when Pat McAfee talked about, like, the Palomalu getting in the gap, he's like, we're supposed to run this fake, and then Palomalu got in the gap. I was like, nah, we're just going to kick this. Right, right. And he uh, – so – Clue number one was DeMar Hamlin ended up with the ball. But what made it even worse was Kansas City had 10 men on the field and Buffalo still couldn't convert. And it was with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. There was no reason to gamble like that, you know, even if it was something that you think that you saw. You know, like your defense just got to get a stop because we come back to the quarterbacks and all I've been hearing all day is, Josh Allen choked again. 
Josh Allen can't win the big game. He can't beat Mahomes, but I got news for you. Not a lot of people can beat Mahomes. You know, yeah, this is not a lot in the playoffs. Tom yeah, Brady. I mean, he's got three Tom playoff losses. Two guys. Yeah. yeah, he's Tom got three playoffs. Yeah, he's got three playoff losses. One was with like no offensive line. Two were in overtime to Tom, I mean, to uh, Joe Burrow. And, uh, and yeah, and Tom Brady when D4 jumped one, Yeah, the Tom Brady one, they had the game won if it wasn't for the all sides call. Right. So, you know, let's put some perspective on these things. You know, um, I am not going to make excuses for Josh Allen because he let Spags dictate to him, you know, what he was going to do. You know, he turned into Mr. West Coast offense. He fumbled a time or two that he got lucky. You know, he threw a what should have been a pick by speed, you know, that was dropped. So Josh Allen definitely did enough to lose this game. But the defense only made Kansas City punt once. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at this fake punt. I don't know if fourth and five seems like a lot. Yeah. If you're not throwing it. If you got yeah. if you have a fake, if you have a fake on with a throw, but they had two gunners on the left side. Yeah, I think they yeah. just came up to the line and made an audible. I don't think the call was to fake the punt. I think they came up to the line, saw something. Maybe they saw the 10 men on the field. And yeah, but even with that, it's like you should still go for five yards, you should go with the throw. Like, even right. your audible should have been like, check it to, you know, throwing it to the flat. Right. You know, because the run, yeah, those guys are already there. He's giving up the flat all night. You know, Josh Allen, like, I can't blame him. I know it's easy to look at it and be like, because we talk about it. it's really a blame. I think it's just a matter of there was, like, opportunities to make plays for each side. And <laughs> one guy and his his band of brothers being Andy Reid and his team, they have just been known. Yes, because they have Patrick Mahomes and they have Kelsey. And for those years, they had Tyreek Hill. They just seem to make the play. And it's like you have to be able to do that. Josh Allen, he had the play. He two had the years play. Ago to, Diggs dropped it. To, no, to, to Gabe Davis. He had it two years ago. Oh, yeah. That yeah, could yeah, have yeah. changed like the whole trajectory because guys re-sign after you win playoff games, they stay, you know, like you, you get an opportunity to play another game. The guys that got, were getting torched in the, that Buffalo game. I don't know if they stay if Buffalo wins against Kansas city, because there were so many holes in the defense, you would have to address it, mm -hmm. but because they won and they, and they went on, like you, you don't really think about it as heavily, but if that's your last bit of film you have is like, this dude, Gabe Davis, was running wide open through the slot all night long. And then maybe that puts Kansas City in a position where, like, they lose a couple of players here and there. And um, he almost, Josh Allen almost hit Shakir on a similar play to that Gabe Davis play last night, too. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. You, you, you have to go back to the sideline, be like, yo, we're going to hit that next drive. Because I see a lot of plays like that that happen in the NFL, and it kind of blows my mind. It's like, you ran the play and it just didn't work. The long pass gets dropped, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. Mm -hmm. 
But it's like, okay, if you get that look again, run it again. Right. And sometimes I feel like Buffalo doesn't have the confidence to like run that next play again. Like run it again, make it happen, beat this team, get this monkey off your back. Steve Young had the same problem. Peyton Manning had a lot lot of quarterbacks come into the league in a couple of different ways, a few different ways. You come in with a lot of acclaim, a lot of highlights, a lot of, you know, hysteria. And you, you don't pan out. You mm-hmm. just don't like you don't do it either early in your career, or it just, it just takes a while for you to get it going. Right. Or you come in with no acclaim, Tom Brady, Brock Purdy, and you just happen to just win. Patrick Mahomes the same way. They thought he was a project. They were like, can't believe Andy Reid's taking this guy when he already has Alex Smith. I remember that they said that at the draft. And then he comes in and he just plays well. C.J. Stroud just coming in and playing well. Bryce Young struggling. So mm-hmm. you have all these different variances. I think with Josh Allen is like you might get uh, a couple of more opportunities to have a team this good to go this deep. You had a mm-hmm. good run the last four years. You just came up against another team with a quarterback that just is better at making the winning play than you. It's not mm-hmm. your fault. It's not like, oh, you're lacking. It's just one guy. Just, it's like it's like walking into a room and it's a taller guy there. He is just he just has that thing right now. And you're going to shoulder a lot of the blame. It's like, yeah, there's only so much. I, could, I don't play defense. I don't come up with the game plan. Like, I, we got to stop Mahomes collectively as a unit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have done it. So... It's not like those years when Phillip Rivers was like losing the playoffs and you were the only team that couldn't beat the Chargers. Right. No one's beating the Chiefs consistently. No one's going up there a couple times a year. I don't think anyone in division the last six years has beaten them twice in one year. No. And I mean, Denver see him every year. Denver beat them this year. And for the first time. That was for the first time since like 2015. And, you know, uh, the Raiders beat them. And that was the first time in six tries, you know. So Kansas City runs that And this division. is their down year. <laughs> you know, ask Russell Simmons, KC run you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. And, you know, it, it ain't going nowhere. Because as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, they have a shot, you know. And, and he seems to be willing to make team-friendly deals because right. he bet on himself with that 450. Because people saying, oh, it's just a terrible deal. If I was his agent, I wouldn't do that. But I was like. He already had like two, two or three years of success when he signed that contract. So if he plays it all out, he's gonna get his four fifty. So he's getting his four hundred fifty million dollars. Right. If he, I think he had like a five year extension or something. He was like, oh, that's such a bad deal. But it's like if he really believes that, yo, I'm gonna be this guy for the next eight years. Mm-hmm. So I'll sign this deal and I'm gonna get four fifty. Then you got obviously off the court stuff, the Adidas Oakley. Uh, head and shoulders, State, just farm. State Farm, just his overall just ability to be what what people want Dak to do with his contract, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, look look what he's doing over there. But so so where does uh, where does Buffalo go from here? You got Josh. You got to find a way to keep the cheaper wide receivers. If you can move digs, I'd move them. Get mm-hmm. whatever you can get, a couple of fifth round picks, a couple of fourth round picks, because people everyone knows like he 
he wants out. Like his brother posted on social media months ago. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. This dude has 60 points and they're not working the ball through him. <laughs> I'm literally watch. I've literally looked since he scored 60. I've watched him take two shots. Welcome to today's NBA. Like, I get it, Edwards. You're nice, but I'm like, give that ball to and you're and you're only up one on Charlotte, and he has 60 right. points. So you're not working the ball through him with six minutes left in the game. Listen, I don't know. I don't understand the world. I'm trying to figure it out myself. But, it, uh, it, but yeah, Buffalo. Like, I mean, Josh Allen's money kicks in next year. Josh Allen money's good. I like the. I like the way, the way their defense is set up. I think McDermott's a good coach there. I don't think you should fire him. I know I was was kind of like saying that stuff this year. You uh, ain't got to say it. I'm saying it. I don't think you should fire him because what are you what are you what are you gonna get? See, people always say that. What does that mean? Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like what do you like? Like you don't. You just need something different at times. You know, there's times where things run themselves. We'll see out. how Tennessee feels about that. No, Tennessee. I don't know what they were doing. Like, That's not even, saying. not even the it part that, that same. Well, not even the part that they fired Vrabel. But you know, hopefully, I mean, we'll see if it works out. You know, he came up under Zach Taylor. You know, we'll see if it works out. But I think Buffalo wouldn't hire a new OC like that. You know what I mean? I think Buffalo would have a more experienced head coaching contender that they're trying to hire. Like, where would you go? You're Buffalo. Was, you moving off McDermott and you bringing a Vrabel? Maybe. Uh, I would look at Belichick if, you know, the Falcons don't lock Belichick. him down. You're not I, would, I, would look, I, would, I would look at, you know, maybe going offensive, but not necessarily young, like, Brian Callahan, because I think he's only 39. You know, I didn't realize he was Bill Callahan's son. Um, yeah, see, there you go. Nepotism, uh, baby, it happens. Yeah, so I'm not advocating for Buffalo to hire, you know, the Texans offensive coordinator or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? If I was, you, hold on, if I was Pat, I'd be pissed off at Anthony Edwards. He if, keeps shooting. <laughs> like, I got 62 points. If you want to stay with defense, rock. if you want to stay with defense, maybe I look at somebody like Brian Flores. Now that I like, I like this, and I don't want an offensive coach in Atlanta because he's going to want to call plays. And uh-huh. watching Arthur Smith over the last three years, him calling plays always led to situations where he's thinking about two things or three things at once, right? And it ends up costing. He's not in the game. He's not in the game. Like I, I use an example of it was like a fourth and one against New Orleans week one last season. If I'm the offensive coordinator, all I'm thinking about is what play can I run next? But if I'm the head coach, I'm thinking, is this make sense to go for it here? What's the down distance? What analytics say? So I'm having at least a 15 minute, 15 second conversation. Right. Oh, he blew the layup to get six. What if what if we don't get it? What if we don't get it? Where am I at? Where's my defense at? But I'm like, if I have just an offensive coordinator, this dude got 62 points and they're down one in Charlotte with four three minutes 53 seconds left. Uh, <laughs> and he just blew a layup to get 64. So I'm taking a guy like Ray Roll, 
because he's a defensive coach. I'll take Flores, but I would want an experienced offensive coordinator, somebody that has some some skin in the game, and I would run that back. I know what people want the enemy to get a head coaching job, but if I'm an owner, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna get this guy's head coach. You can be my OC, but I'm gonna pay you. I'm gonna pay you somewhat near head coaching money. So if the head coach is average, is average at seven million, I'm gonna give you five and a half. So you're not. I know you want to be a head coach, but I'm gonna pay you to show you. Like I want you to stay here. I want you to. And I I think that's a lot of it's probably that. Like hey, this is security. I'm gonna lock you in for you know five and a half million a year. Mm-hmm. You know maybe instead of you thinking you're the coach in waiting or you're looking for another team. If another team is not willing to come through and definitively give you eight, you're like, I'm already here, comfortable winning, mm-hmm. getting five and a half, six. Why do I want to go take over the Carolina Panthers and potentially get fired in a year? Now that that taints my reputation even more. Right. But yeah, that's what the guy was talking about when I was talking about at work. He was talking about, you got a podcast. He was like, I would hire the enemy as the head coach and watch it. That's what he said. But I was like, they got purchased after he got his deal. Mm-hmm. So the, the new regime isn't aligned to him. And if you think about his history with the head coaching positions, maybe he doesn't have that kind of like that charm you need to just kind of. Well, I don't think you can. Hire him. Well, I don't think yeah. you can hire him because off of training camp. And I remember doing a two five daily about. The players the kind players of feeling saying that he was too harsh and too this and too that. Now, for me, that's probably the type of guy that I would want in there because I'm like, he yo, probably came in like, yo, when you're winning in Kansas City, you can right. yell at Travis Kelsey because yeah. he just he just hoists the Super Bowl trophy, so right. he knows you cussing me out about not running my route at full speed will get me to the Super Bowl. Washington right. is like, I'm just fresh off the bus, I, I'm like. What are you yelling at me for? They don't well, that's know. Why, that's why, I like, you know, I used to say that about Russell Westbrook, where, you know, maybe he needed a coach that had championships, you know, because if you were just a regular dude, he wasn't trying to listen to you. No matter how smart you were, you could have been clairvoyant, but he didn't want to hear what you had to say because you ain't done what he's trying to do. So when I look at these Washington dudes, they were used to just half-assing it and there was no big deal made about it, it you know. So when Eric Bieniemy comes in there, because he's trying to build culture to some degree, you know, and he's like, no, I need you to do it right. Do it the way I taught you, not the way that you know it. Yeah. Then these, then these guys are like, yo, what's up with this dude? It's only training camp. Exactly. Took, this is when championships are won. But that's what I'm saying. If the Buffalo Bills players still are listening to McDermott, because, like, basically, you're looking at it like this. If that field goal oh, goes through, <laughs> so fine, Diggs not listening to anybody, just him and his brother. That field goal goes through, the game's tied. Kansas City has to punt because, for whatever reason, and, and they get the ball back, and Buffalo kicks a last second field goal and wins. How much of that extra minute of football was like, oh, this is because this is where Sean McDermott's value is? Right. Like he had value before that kick, before that ball was snapped. Right. Right. It's one thing is like, if you have a coach that's like, you're never going to get us anywhere. 
Right. Over the hump is tough. But sometimes, like you just, if you have a coach, like, listen, you're not going to get us anywhere. You're seven and 10, seven and 10, seven and 10. You're not going to get us anywhere. But Mike McCarthy, 12 and five, 12 and five, 12 and five is like, you got enough winning on your resume for me to believe in you as an owner. I think McDermott has enough winning on his resume for the leadership to believe in him. This guy has 62 points and they got him on the bench. In crunch time, I mean, define winning. You know, uh, one AFC championship game got punked out by Cincinnati last year on their home field. You know, half, uh, like what is it? What is it? Half the teams don't make the the playoffs the following year. Some uh, so four, so it was like 12, 14 teams. I think now with the fourteen, like six, six or seven, don't make the playoffs the following year. They made the playoffs every year. Sometimes you just got to put yourself just to have a chance. It isn't right. always going to work in your favor. You I mean, and, that's why, and that's why, and that's why you evaluate. You know what I mean? And you say, "Where are we today that we weren't three years ago?" You know, two, three years ago, we were in the AFC Championship game, and we haven't got back. Meanwhile, I watched Joe Burrow make two. You know, Mahomes that went six years in a row. Not you can't. Obviously, we can't do that. That's asking but a lot. But that's you know the I mean? thing that people are going to use as the argument. It's going to be like, well, well, oh, I mean, well, this other think team about think about is it. doing this. This other think team is built different. Their but, quarterbacks but think about different. it. Think about it, though. You got Kansas City, right? Six straight AFC title games. You know, you got Baltimore entering the chat. You know what I mean? And they look like they might be around for a few years. You know, I mean, this all changes injuries, you know, all that kind of. But just sitting here today, Baltimore looks like they're not going anywhere. You know, uh, you got Burrow was out this year. You know, he's back next year. You know, uh, Jacksonville didn't make the playoffs this year, but I'm sure they'll be back. You know, yeah, but I'm not Stroud. sure Burrow is really. I know people want to say he's that guy, but it's like, I mean, I'm not saying whether he is or isn't. I'm just saying the results are the results. Your quarterback compares to Burrow, so like this, you're not you're not lacking in right. any major department. You're but eating. And there's no definitive move you can make that's going to make that's going to put you over the top. But so now, but you now you also back. you also got a CJ Stroud and the Texans. You know, maybe they don't make the playoffs next year. Maybe this year, you know, they came out of nowhere. Maybe they fall out. But even if they fall out, you still got Miami in your own division. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers coming back. Who knows what he'll look like? But Aaron Rodgers is coming back in your division. You got the Colts yeah, just so won. who so who make but that's what I'm saying. So you the Colts what you just have is just a bunch of good Anthony teams. Richardson. What do you what do you where's your benefit? Like who are you bringing in if you get rid of McDermott? That's gonna be like, oh, because we brought this guy in. You're right now, you're just in the mix of the top seven teams in your conference. Well, that's where you you're ask in the that, question. That's, that's but that's where you, you want to be. Has he maxed out? You have to ask that but that's, question. But I don't know the answer to that be. question. That's what I'm saying. Like all I, that's I think people just kind of want they put cat on the bench again. It's two guys six. No, I just think I just think that like I like like I like I always talk about Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer. You had seven years. Why am I supposed to believe that now you're gonna get further or you're gonna do more than you did? Yeah, to but this that point? that combination wasn't a situation where you were gonna be competing. But we don't know what Sean basketball is different. Because because basketball is different because all you got to do is win. Is Sean you know, you, you got to win five, four five, out of seven games. 
I don't know how you measure that. I don't know if you measure it with team wins or if you measure it with team success. If you look at his quarterback, the quarterback has gotten better every year. So is is that the coach? The defense is a formidable I mean, every single year. Coach, you could say that, but he's not. But the defense is formidable every year. They're top five, top six, top seven every year that he's been with there. a whole lot of talent. Well, so a lot of teams that have talent don't make it work. Atlanta has a lot of offensive talent. Are you threatened by Arthur Smith game plan with that offensive talent? No. No, and that's why he out of there. But that's what I'm saying. He's doing well with the talent that he has. Like it's not like they're out there getting blown out. Like they're out there performing every single week. I just my thing is like I know it's like, oh, what are you gonna do better? It's like you're in you're in the only spot you really could ask for as a team, which is we are among the better, the top four, three or four teams in our division or our conference. We just got to beat one of the other two every so often. I mean, who would have thought Philadelphia was going to win a super, two Super Bowls without Andy Reid? Just one. I mean, just one. Sorry. But, but, you know, who thought they were going to win a Super Bowl without Andy Reid after making five straight NFC championship games? Like sometimes these yeah, things. Yeah, that's, just good, don't that's work. a good one. I, I, I wanted to argue. I wanted to argue that, but that was a good one. Like, like sometimes it, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I dislike Sean McDermott. I'm not saying that I don't think that Sean McDermott is a good coach. I'm just saying that sometimes things just run their course. Doug Collins was a good coach. They brought Phil Jackson in. They won titles. I'm not saying that Phil Jackson was the only reason because obviously Scottie Pippen had to mature. And you know, grow and develop. Jordan, we saw the documentary. Yeah. Jordan had to start hitting the weights, at least the way they yeah. tell the story. Sometimes these things just happen that way. I don't know. You know, say so I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it should be a no-brainer. Like, wake up, D- Sean McDermott's gone. Not saying that. I'm just saying y'all need to have some conversations and figure out: Do we think we have another level to get to? If the answer is no, then what we doing? That's all. That's all. You know what I'm saying? So I was sitting up in here, you know, and I've been talking all season. Baking turnovers. Yeah, about how. You're a uh, troll. How, You're a troll, <laughs> Mike. How Tampa can't run the ball. They come out yesterday. They average 5.9 yards a carry on the road in a playoff game. And they only give the dude 15 carries. You know, Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards, but he threw two picks. You know, uh, Tampa had a chance potentially to get the ball back. But as I like to call them, dumbass bowls, you know, didn't want to use his last and final time out to stop the clock and try to get the ball back. They just waved the white flag. And now they're going to go back to their fun pirate ship. And, you know, wait for August to come back for preseason. So how impressed were you with the Lions win yesterday? Uh, I was impressed. I'm just looking like, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Audience, if you're watching on YouTube, Carl Anthony Towns, 62 points. Uh, Nah, that was no foul player. And then they're going to lose. (laughs) <laughs> Six, oh, he, the, he lost the ball um but it was good it was a good effort uh i'm not surprised i i think like i said i picked detroit and i picked them to win like the way they did which is basically just 
be physical, be smart, and just rely on your talent advantage over the Bucks. Because it was back and forth. It was a good game, but the it was very similar to the Pittsburgh. I mean, the score is identical. Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. You had a team that couldn't make any mistakes because you're at a talent disadvantage off the rip. So they couldn't make any mistakes. And then to throw an opening drive interception kind of sets the tone. The defense, they keep a man, but then Jamel Jean drops the pick in the end zone. And then Detroit ends up getting three points. And, you know, they go back and forth. So the score, final score being uh, 31-23 is perfect. Two-point conversion. The two-point conversion. I understand. You didn't like it. You didn't like it. I I didn't like it because essentially you put yourself in a position where the expectation is if this two-point conversion doesn't work, I got another two-point conversion play that's going to work in crunch time later. It just doesn't seem logical because I get the mathematics of it because the argument is like, oh, yeah. Uh, I see the mathematics because I've seen I've seen another game. Atlanta did it against Washington uh, early this year, uh, and Detroit I seen, tried like, to okay. do it against Dallas. No, Detroit. What Detroit did was like well, I want to end it. I want to yeah, go for the win right now. But I'm talking about it was the same thing. It was like Atlanta scored. They were down eight because you know the. Or was they, they were down? They were going to be down. They could have. They could have been down seven if they kicked the extra point. They scored a touchdown. They were down eight, and they were going to go for two, get the ball back, score a touchdown, kick the field goal, and win. Because kicking the extra point, oh, sixty-two points for nothing. Uh, Damn shame, my Kentucky a, Wildcat. They didn't get him the ball late. Like they didn't work the ball to him at all. Like if you watched it, like if you watched it, he had like four or five shots in the. In the they shit. MB took forty-one shots to get seventy. They kept taking him out of the game. He was sitting on the bench a couple times with less than six minutes left. But okay, back to what I'm saying. So, because it's easier to kick the extra point. So the logic of like, oh, we're gonna get this quick two-point conversion off, be down six, get the ball back, get another touchdown, and then just kick extra point for the win, but it's like I think even in that game, I think Slareth was calling it, of the Falcons game, is like because a penalty happened. Like, there was a penalty on Washington. No, it was like fourth and one or fourth and two. They got the touchdown. It took a couple plays. It was like a couple penalties, and then they went for two, and Slareth was like, listen, you only come in the game with like three or four of these plays that really work. So for Tampa Bay to go for it, then it's like, you're working on the fact that you don't get this. The other play you had on that call sheet is going to pan out. Um, so I didn't think that was, I didn't think that was feasible. You know, my Detroit, Detroit was never going to get rattled. They were going to go for it. They were going to, they were going to dominate. You know, my answer. You're stupid. No, I like it. What? You know, I like it. Really? Yeah. You remember when we had this conversation about uh, Buffalo and Baltimore a couple years ago? That was 
that was the, oh, that was the one when Baltimore went for yeah. on fourth and you remember what I kept one. saying in that conversation? Flow of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, Tampa wasn't stopping Detroit. You know, so you got to take chances. They're the underdog. They weren't supposed to be here. You just got to leave it all out on the field. You know, um, I'm not saying that in every situation, I think this was the right call. I'm just saying that there's circumstances sometimes when the game is going a certain way. You that go for it. You just go for it. Like, you know, and on that play, you know, there was some face guarding going on. You know, Mike Evans couldn't get to the ball. That's what you know, said, Mike, you got to stop and come back to the ball. But it's like, you, know, you got Like, I don't like plays where the only, like, it has to be this way. Like, right, right, right. This has to be the best pass for this situation for it to work. Yeah, so so that's my problem. My, my problem isn't going for two. My problem is the plays that they call when they go for two. You know, um, you know, as you know, Cups likes to call Baker Mayfield, you know, big play bake. You know, saying I have coined quick strike Mike. So <laughs> I understand why you want to go to Mike Evans, but you can also use Mike Evans as a decoy. Every you know, team um, rushes that play. Yes. Every team, like it seems like every two point conversion is first read go. Yes, like you have time, and on right. top of that, you got plenty of space. I mean, if you I need mean, to drop back five to I ten mean, yards, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, he had been sacked four times, so he probably, you know, I ain't gonna say he was rattled, but you know, he was probably just a little, you know, a little quicker. But than I, he, I see, I see it a lot on that. I see it because that is I, because I don't think it's a good play. I don't think it's like a smart play to call in that situation because it's no finality to it. It's like a like you have a built-in safety net saying like, oh, if we don't get it, we can go for two later. So it's rushed. I think people make a rush decision when they make that call. Yeah, so, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, I, I just think that they the Bucks overachieved. And I think when you're in a position of overachieving, you just push the envelope a little bit. You know, um, I don't think – I mean, they stopped Detroit at the end. They could have had a chance to get the ball back if their coach would have called the timeout, but he didn't. He just waved the white flag and said no mas, you know, with a chance to win that game. So maybe he should be fired. I mean, never mind. Um, so, like – I, I think it was – I think it was – he only had, like, one timeout. You know, I mean, you got. I don't know if they're. I don't know if you're getting. I don't know if you're getting the ball back though. I mean, it's only one way to find out, right? We've seen because they're taking knees. We we saw crazy things. We saw crazy things happen before, but but you know, I think that um, Tampa should feel proud about this season. You know, Baker Mayfield's going to want some money. We'll see if they pay him. You know, I know Mike Evans wanted to get paid, and he gave them a date, a hard date of let's get this done. And they let it slide right on by. So if you're going to bring back Baker Mayfield, I would imagine he wants Mike Evans back as well. you got to bring back Mike Evans. It's just not even smart to think otherwise. If you don't have Mike Evans, look at Carolina. Look at Kansas City this year. Look at teams that didn't have a bona fide number one wide receiver 
to marry with their quarterback and see how they that worked out for them. Speaking of which, speaking of which, you know, I didn't plan on doing this, but pop quiz. Since you brought him up, how many touchdown passes did Bryce Young have this year? Twenty. Eleven. That's it. Eleven. 20. I thought twenty was being generous. <laughs> oh, obviously it was. <laughs> like I thought I was like, you know, I'll give him some credit. You're you're so like, except- Eleven you're, touchdown passes. You're Santa with that generosity, and Adam Thielen yeah. had Adam Thielen had four of those. It has to be some cat like some quarterbacks do four in a game. Multiple quarterbacks do four yeah. in one game. Not Kenny Pickett. So threw, Kenny Pickett didn't throw for multiple touchdowns all year, right? <laughs> and, he's Bryce, and Bryce yeah, Young he's had go. ten interceptions to go with it. You know, so they he out there playing wreck basketball, wreck but, football. But before we move on. Dan Campbell, here's a message. I've been saying this all year long, and now I'm going to take it too far. You know what I'm saying? So, yesterday, Jameer Gibbs, nine carries, 74 yards. Ty Montgomery, or David Montgomery. I always say Ty Montgomery. David Montgomery, 10 rushes for 33 yards. What are we doing? Give the ball to the dude that is going to show us that Reggie Bush was just before his time. Listen, I like getting my speed back, my potential outside runner, nine to ten carries. I don't need him getting. I don't. Need, he don't need eighteen times. No, he need like fifteen. He need fifteen touches, not fifteen rushes. So I get him. I get him two, three. I get him a couple. Well, screens. he got four get, catches too. He had four catches too. Yeah, I get him a screen and a couple of screens. And then nine to ten rushes, and hope he can be dynamic on those nine to ten. And guess what? He will. Just give him the damn that's, ball. That's all I need. Because no all coming. I need is that. Because when I put him in the game and I'm not giving him the ball and I run that play action, now I got Amaras Brown wide open on deep crossers. Because you don't want to just overuse. I know that guys have a lot of talent, but you got to use it appropriately. You got to like give it to him. And these different spots. Montgomery is your is your banger. He's your bell cow back. He's the guy that's gonna get you two or ten carries and you know in between the tackles. Give him that. Let him let him beat down on the defense, and then let Gibbs hit the outside, and then work the play action. Because Jared Goff is great in play action because he's a smart quarterback, uh-huh. very accurate. Uh-huh. So if you get in play action and you got – and especially the way they work the tight end, yeah. the tight end and the slot wide receivers, um, I'm not I'm not making my pick yet for NFC championship game, but I'm thinking – I'm blowing some things over. Yeah, I got you. Got you. I got you. But speaking of which, you know, we talked about it. 21 touchdowns, one interception, and then – Jordan Love made two throws that you just can't make. Can't throw the ball back across the middle of the field late. You know, and quarterback one on one, especially that that deep. Yeah. Man, you Green can do it Law, in the end zone. Greenlaw got them both times. You know, uh, I was shocked actually, though, 
at the success that Green Bay had running the ball against San Francisco. You know, so Aaron Jones, healthy Aaron Jones is a monster, you know, so hopefully he can stay healthy going forward. But this is what I wanted to talk about. Let's hear it. Get off Brock Purdy's nuts. Like, look, so I understand, right? Context matters. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have a good first half. I'm not going to sit up here and try to act like he did. You know, but if you, but he didn't have any turnovers. You know, you look at his numbers, he threw for more yards than both Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. He didn't have the two turnovers that Baker Mayfield had. He had the game winning drive. Now, any other, well, I ain't going to say any other quarterback, hyperbole, of course, you know, but, but you know, Tom Brady does that. He's a hero. You know, John Elway gets the ball to Terrell Davis 900 times in two years. Hero. He's a hero. You know, so all I'm saying is let quarterbacks grow. You know, Brock Purdy finished the game the way that you want your quarterback to finish the game on a drive that can get you a win. Now, he is not Tom Brady. He is not. Patrick Mahomes, but so far there ain't a damn thing wrong with being Brock Purdy. And everybody talks about the talent that he has around him, and that's what makes him great. He did this without Debo. Everyone needs talent. Now that's how you win. That's how you win at business. That's how you now, win at any point. You can't play spades with just having all clubs in your hand like you need you need some bangers in order to be successful you know 23 of 39 for 252 like this is his second year as a starter and he also didn't start last season right away you know he came in late after garoppolo got hurt and everyone thought san francisco they thought shanahan was done the season was over the trey lance deal was an abomination to trade deals, and then he came yeah. in like, all right, cool, Mr. Irrelevant. Watch and guess what? I do what? what? I do. And guess what? Back in the NFC Championship game for the second year in a row. Green Bay, two for five in the red zone. That ain't going to get it done against the number one seed. You know, uh, but I, I don't want to take anything away from Green Bay. That game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Green Bay showed, even though they lost, they showed that that game against Dallas wasn't a fluke. Because early, early in the first half, Green Bay still had open receivers. You know, San Francisco adjusted in the second half because they're the better team, and that's what the great teams do. They come out a little sluggish, but it's time to put that vice on you and choke you out. The missed field goal was huge Definitely. because that changes how Green Bay plays. They play differently with the seven-point lead and momentum, for lack of a better word, than a four-point lead and angst. Right. Like, we could have been up seven. We could have just been protecting, you know, San Francisco's not going for two if they score a touchdown. So you're thinking like, oh, we're not going to lose this game if – we give up a touchdown. We're going to get the ball back. But being up four, missed field goal, ball damn near midfield, because, you know, the way you, when you put the ball down, missed field goal, that's where the team takes over. It's a different kind of, like, 
angst that comes over you, a different kind of like pressure. And I think they just kind of came to it. Right. You know, it just was like the better team, you can't give the better team great options because they're, they're, they're going to capitalize eventually. They're going to have that drive where they have their all pro running back. Granted, Debo wasn't in there, but Brock Purdy, all pro, pro bowl quarterback, Kyle Shanahan, you know, pretty good coach, pretty good win loss record. I know, like, I know his fourth quarter records, like being down seven and all of that. It just, but like, he's not, he's not out there throwing the ball. He does put it together. Like I said, I'm still a little bit bitter about the Super Bowl, Vic, right, Super Bowl, right. um, where he could have just ran the ball uh, two times and, and I would be talking about Atlanta in a way different light. You know, you know the new rule around the NFL, right? Was that when it out throw it on fourth down? When in doubt, throw it to an Iowa tight end. But oh, that's the new move. <laughs> that's the new move. Go get we you an Iowa those, tight end. <laughs> need to get one of those guys. Go get the Iowa cornerback, the white guy. Uh, the gene, yeah. <laughs> I like, like I said, I, I like the year that they had Green Bay. I like their playoff run. Watching the game, I was like, they might win this game. And then when they set up for the field goal, I was like, they're going to go up seven this late well, in the game. I was scared because he's missed more kicks than anybody in the NFL this year. Like I said, in that distance, you don't, you're not thinking that guys are just going to be missing these kicks. Yeah, when you go for two, you're not thinking that. You know, you're like going for two. <laughs> I think the percentage. I think the, the 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 percentage of going for two successfully and extra points. It's probably less. Like it the golf is. is probably is less probably less successful. It yeah. might not be that much, but most they don't go for it that often. It doesn't, it's not a thing that happens a lot. Uh but like I said, in that 40 to 45 range, like I'm I'm banking on my kicker. Those guys are kicking that with ease. I mean, the way Justin Tucker kicks 50 yard field goals is how the rest of the league kicks 40 yard field goals. With just ease, and it's like, oh, this is what we do. I came out here. I'm just going to stroke this kick, and we're going to go up seven points. Like the young boy from um, Cincinnati, when he kicked a field goal in the ASU championship game, and they say walking onto the field, he looked at the coach and said, we're going to the Super Bowl. Right. Before he walked onto the field. Right. In overtime, in Arrowhead. He's like, coach, we're going to the Super Bowl. And he said he jogged out there and kicked it. I was like, but that's how <laughs> most of them, like, but that's what you expect. Right. I don't like Dallas's offense. It just seems jumbled. Uh, but I like Kyrie. Shout out to the boy Urban, North Jersey in the building. Uh, so yeah, like I thought it was a good game. I think it might give Detroit a little bit of information on where the holes are with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Cause there seemed to be some because they didn't play great. And and it, like those like that three game losing streak and this game, I think you can look at that. And you can kind of look at the Baltimore game and say, okay, what can we do to adversely affect Brock Purdy? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a history of coming from behind. He doesn't have a history of starting slow and then getting better. Some guys do that. Josh Allen's a guy he can start slow and get better. Baker Mayfield's guy starts slow, get better. Jared Goff starts slow, get better. 
obviously Mahomes, Brady. But we think about a guy like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wasn't one of those guys that could start slow and get better as the game went on. Right. He, he had to come out and get you three or seven on that first drive. Oh, my goodness. Jason Tatum with the block. Uh, so that's the thing with Purdy. Purdy is starting to kind of put evidence on tape that if you can rattle him early, he doesn't have a snap out of it moment to mm-hmm. where he then turns it around like early on. So you rattle him in the first quarter. It's not a lot of evidence that says, that, you know what, that next possession of the second quarter, he's just darting it up. He does have this this final drive of this game, and maybe that's a building block. But this is one. This is one of, at this point, one of six times that we've seen it because you got the loss. Well, you can't really blame the NFC Championship game on him because he got hurt, right, against Philly. So like, so this is like the one time out of the five times he's really been in trouble, where he has got his team over the hump and gotten him into the end zone. Like the Cleveland game, they got a field goal attempt out of it that was missed. That they would have won. Mm-hmm. What a stupid foul by Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jake Moody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they would have won that game with the field goal, but he didn't get them in the end zone. This this time getting into the end zone, maybe that maybe that you know sparks something to him. He can see like, oh yeah, I, I'm wired for this. I can do this. Hey, maybe that sparks some other people on the team. I mean, I mean, I would like to think that your teammates believe in you, but there's nothing like doing it, you know. Yeah, they, they've been talking. They've been talking their talk all year. They've been talking their talk about McCaffrey's MVP. Brock Purdy as a winner, but they said the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo when we everyone was banging on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy G's a turnover source too. I like Jimmy G. He's gonna yeah. be a dope spokesperson when he's done with football. Yeah, I don't know why play, he's not uh, better at quarterback. I have no idea play, why he's not better. He could play George Clooney in a movie about his life. Or George Clooney. Oh, you gonna play? He's gonna be George Clooney. Yeah, you know. Um, so, of course, that takes us to my hometown. You know, hey, C.J. Stroud. These things happen. Man, it was you know? cold on this coast this weekend. Yeah, I brought that cold. up. It was twenty-one degrees. You. It was cold out yeah. here. I was in a house. That's why I told you that was my concern. And you, you know, I saw Peyton Manning. If it makes you feel any better, CJ Stroud. I saw Peyton Manning lose a playoff game 41 to nothing. You know, so it happens. You know, uh, but basically, long story short, the better team overwhelmed the not as good team. Uh, Houston's only touchdown was a punt return. Uh, Lamar Jackson still didn't necessarily throw the ball the best, but when Houston would get them at third down and long, he just tied his shoes and said, let's race. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And when you could do that, go, go gadget. You know, you could win a lot of games. And I think his teammates enjoy watching him do that. Whereas we, we talked about Buffalo at nauseum earlier to start the show. We were supposed to go like 15 minutes. I think we ended up going like 30 talking about Buffalo and Kansas City. I think that the Buffalo players, when Lamar is out there just doing this thing, getting them victories, they love it. They love yeah. seeing it. I'm not sure how many targets Odell Beckham's gotten this year, but I guarantee you on those plays where 
Lamar's running and open. Odell's getting a getting a block in. Yeah. Or he's on a sideline talking about how incredible that run was, or when he runs a when he runs a touchdown in and the running back's not like, oh man, why didn't you give me the ball? I think they all believe that he is the guy that's gonna get them to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And I was I, I like I like seeing it because we like to judge Lamar based off the numbers. You know, he can go he can go 12 for 19, 130 yards, 140 yards passing and seven rushes for 92 yards and Baltimore win the game. Right. You know, by 20, 20 points. And it's like you want to blow up his numbers. And if you want to chop you down with his numbers, but it's like really it's just the impact It's the impact of, of having him out there on the field. And I think his teammates rally around it. I think the coach rallies around it. I just don't think there's a bad relationship between any of the groups, any of the the three facets between offense, defense, special teams, or coaching. And I just I just think there's a very cohesive group of men that are marching towards a common goal. And I, I think they'll do it by any means necessary. Yeah, I think when you see somebody like that, you just kind of marvel at it. You know, like I imagine, you know, it was like this playing with Kobe at times, you know, where sometimes you just sit back and you're just like, wow. Like Can we really ride this guy to Yeah, like like, 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 like I'm a part of history tonight. Like when he scored 81, like I'm a part of history tonight. Like I assisted on seven of those shots. Like <laughs> you, yeah, birthday parties right now telling your grandkids about it. Yeah. And and so when I look at the Ravens, you know, um, they don't have many weaknesses. I mean, they ran for 229 yards in this game, you know, so they didn't need Lamar to go out here and be MVP as far as throwing the ball, you know, but I just had a thought and I was just like, how crazy would it be, you know, to have Baltimore and San Francisco in the Super Bowl, but it's reversed, you know, where San Francisco had Kaepernick and Baltimore had Flacco, but now it's reversed with Jackson and Purdy. Like, it's kind of crazy. But um, I know who Jim Harbaugh is going to be rooting for. <laughs> Hard. Hard. He's Hard. like, I hope they go – I hope the score is 52 to zero. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I don't know. Houston, with all their faults and everything that happened into this that happened in this game, they went into halftime tied at 10. And sometimes that's good enough as far as even if we don't have a chance to win this game, we have a chance to win this game. You know, their defense didn't play bad per se. Lamar just played better. That's all it was. They just ran into Lamar on one of those magical days, you know, where his legs came to the rescue. Um, But what I would like to know, and I know we're not doing picks. Correct. But you got to give Mahomes a chance, right? I mean, you want to, but there's not a lot of evidence to support that. Uh-huh. Like as as we dig into the numbers, but if you think about Baltimore against the top teams, to include Houston, Houston was a hot team. Uh, then you think about the San Francisco game. You think about the Miami game. Uh-huh. You think about their collective for the season is like they didn't. There wasn't a game where Monday morning we were talking or Tuesday, depends if they played on Monday night or not. 
thinking like, oh, the Ravens have a hole that needs to be filled with new player or new coach or new scheme. Whereas right. we talked about that plenty of times with the Chiefs. They need to figure out a way to get these people involved in the passing game. Right. Right. With Miami, it was like we, they need to figure out a way to get Tua to a second read or is Tua holding them back? Josh Allen was like, is that relationship between him and Stefan? So every week, win, lose, or draw, even with San Francisco, was like when they had that three game losing streak and then they had that game against Buffalo, it was like, or up against Baltimore, the conversation was can they compete with, can they compete in games if Brock Purdy isn't? masterful like if he makes any mistakes you know can he make up for later does he just or just keep compounding does he make a mistake every quarter that basically takes him out of the game like again the game against minnesota where it was like they only lost by five but every time they got the ball back late with a potential to take the lead or move the ball and make something happen you know nothing happened right same thing in cincinnati then he, of course he had a concussion with Baltimore, we haven't had that question. The question we have with Baltimore was a hypothetical, like, can Lamar keep this up? Can Lamar win MVP playing like this? And it was like, yeah, he's winning. So we didn't have a real – like, we had a question, but the question felt more rhetorical because you couldn't pinpoint something that was not happening. Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't in the, on Twitter talking about not getting passes. Zay Flowers wasn't throwing fits on the sideline. You know, so, like, every question you had about their offense, there was nothing that they were doing as players, like guys in that purple, the flock, as they call it. None of them were acting out in the way where you could think something's up, whereas, you know, we've seen it with other teams. We saw it with teams that kept going from one quarterback to another quarterback. Like, we saw it with Atlanta. It's like, obviously – the head coach and the head quarterback aren't in line. They're going to the backup. Same mm-hmm. thing with a like, team like the Detroit. Jets. Mm-hmm. The Jets. The Jets were constantly embattled in these internal turmoils that were being played out publicly, which chip at the, you know, chip at the, like, the. Yeah, the they were talking about one week where, like, Zach Wilson didn't even want to play. That was the rumor. That was a leak. And then Aaron Rodgers comes out. He's upset with the leaks in the building. So that confirms. Mm-hmm. Or at least creates another day of conversation about enough reasonable doubt to think enough that. reasonable yeah. doubt to think that okay he did say this, or there's people in the building that want him to look a certain way. So either way, it's like if it wasn't true and someone leaked it and said it was, it's like well you're making it like you're you're putting Zach Wilson in a situation where like the Jets are just completely discombobulated. Right, Denver. You know, so we, we have all mm-hmm. these teams that just had turmoil all year long. Coaches on the hot seat. Will Levis, Malik Willis, Tannehill in Tennessee, they end up firing their coach. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi pulling them in the left. We, Baltimore hasn't had any of that. Even, like I said, Kansas City, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. If I haven't done the math, but I can guarantee you they have a total of less than. 10 targets the last since the last since the Buffalo game, which is about six weeks ago. If you had to think about like, because I watch a lot of Kansas City games, I don't remember seeing Sky Moore getting a lot of targets or Kadarius Toning on the field. So that was a conversation that we were having every single week. Baltimore is just 
the conversation is you and I having a conversation like, do you believe that they can keep doing this? And he's like, right. I want to. I have no other reason not to. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, as far as Houston, you know, um, could you see them? Do you think they built enough of a culture this season that we could see them in the play? I mean, obviously, we got to get through free agency and all that. But do you think they built the type of culture where we could see them in the playoffs again next year? Yes, because I think Indy's going to go with Richardson. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially this next year is going to be his rookie year adjacent. Mm-hmm. And I can't, even if they keep Gardner Minshew, I don't know if they do. I think Gardner Minshew gets another backup job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to, they're going to run it with him. Tennessee's going to have a new coach. We, we saw this guy Callahan get hired on out of the Cincinnati staff. So if him and Will Levis can marry, well, what do you do with Tannehill? How, however that pans out. So I think you have Derek Henry. Was, he's been sending farewell messages for the last four weeks from right. Tennessee. Got to do something with Malik Willis, right? I think you, you can just cut him. He's a third-round pick. Yeah. I don't think you keep him. I don't think he – I don't know what he does for you. If you're trying to if you're trying to develop Will Levis, I don't know what Malik Willis does for you. Yeah, as a team, it's, it's it sounds dismissive, but the bigger, stronger no, quarterback you're gonna, you're gonna that's what you're gonna go with. Uh, Jacksonville has the they have the unique position to be where players came there over the last couple of years thinking they were gonna get over the hump. And they might just be a nine and eight, ten and seven team that thinks they're thirteen and four. Mm-hmm. So at five and four after week ten, after their binary at the week ten, is it gonna be stress in the locker room? Whereas right. I think Houston, if Houston rolls into their, you know, their first ten weeks and they're five and four, six and three, I think they're like, okay, we can make this. We we're happy with this. They're we were here paying. before. We're not paying a lot. They're not paying a lot of guys. Their coach seems to believe in the players. The players believe in the coach. They have the fact that they won the division. Rookie quarterback, rookie coach. Um, I, I have a, I have a feeling that they are gonna. They have a better shot at repeating as uh-huh. AFC South champs, simply because, like I said, ten, Tennessee starting over, Indianapolis essentially starting over by putting Richardson back out there. We don't know if he's good or not, and then Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing that well the first eight games. I think he's, I think we did the math. He had like nine, nine or 10 touchdowns in nine games. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that because uh, people were still trying to paint these narratives that he was the like next quarterback in the chamber to become a star. And I'm like, when? There's something. There's something there because like, he's obviously a good quarterback, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But, but where, like, but because like, I think the flooding. I think people flooding. I think free agents trades. The team is making moves as if the Jaguars are next up. So that's the that's the piece. It was like you're gonna start looking at it like, oh, we're 
bringing in free agents. We're paying linebackers $100 million. We're paying wide receivers $80 million. We're doing all this stuff because we are next up. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't deliver, then all those other moves are going to look as if they were poor moves because right. the quarterback isn't getting you your right. 24 to 27 points a game that you need to be yeah. and I think an he, upper echelon NFL team. I think he will get there. I don't know if he'll get to he has the know, weapons. He has plenty of weapons. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he'll get to like, you know. The Josh Allen level and all that stuff like that, but he'll be right there. Like he'll be right below potentially. I don't. I just if don't. If he played like Brock Purdy, we will be praising him because he's the number one pick. This is true. If this he had true. Brock Purdy numbers, it would be like, oh, look what this guy and did. Still he's... banging on Brock Purdy. Yeah, and it would be <laughs> like, oh, well, he has better. He has better, you know, Avengers or whatever Nick Wright says. Well, well, but that's the thing about it, though. Like, for all the stuff that, you know, they say about Brock Purdy in that way, then why doesn't that apply to Trevor Lawrence? Why does that not apply to Justin Herbert? Because you know, they, they got they weapons, were, They're sexy. Like, pause. They they fit the mold. They are the, the quintessential 6'4", six, 6'5". Humble, handsome, big arm, a lot of acclaim. Herbert with the arm out in L.A., very humble basketball player. Just, I mean, excuse me, I'm watching basketball game. Very humble football player. And then Trevor Lawrence, he never complains. You never see him, like, sulking on the sideline. You never see him, like, yelling at his teammates. I think they, they're just like this all-American look. Mm. That traditional sunshine, yeah, and and that's and that's why, like, that's why they they have the. I think that's why they get the. I won't say a claim, but this this, people are inspired by the concept of their success, right? Because they fit the mold. They just fit. Like it's like, hey, I want, I want this guy to succeed because he looks like someone. Baker Mayfield doesn't fit that mold. So when he went number one overall, they were like, so you took a 5'11 guy, number one overall, with all his other guys available? Right. He didn't fit the mold. So it was like, we don't like the way that looks. Alex Smith went number one overall. He probably wasn't better than Aaron Rodgers. No. But he fit, he, you know, he fit the mold. He was clean cut, handsome, tall, successful in college. It's like, okay, we'll take it. Sam Bradford is the same way. It was like, Sam Bradford was awful at Oklahoma. Always hurt. Constantly hurt, getting tackled by college players. You gonna put him in league with Ray Lewis and think he's gonna just magically play sixteen games? Very magically tough now. Yeah, he <laughs> got a million dollars per touchdown for his career, passing touchdown. He got a million dollars per. That's crazy. You so know, yeah. Sam. But yeah, but Joe, we will be back on Thursday. You know, what I'm saying you know what that means. Picks, if I remember correctly, we Picks. both went three and one this weekend. You Absolutely. Know, Buffalo, the only team that let us down. You know, it is what it is, though. You know, saying like, we can say three and one, but we picked the three home teams. So it was like, I really don't even give myself any credit for it. Yeah. But if you know, I would have I mean, gone out and picked Kansas City, but like I said, I just was sticking to my pick. Yeah. That I didn't think they were going to win. So, yeah. You know, I mean, hopefully your grandma happy. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? He is Mr. Logical. You're. I am.
five. Absolutely. We love you. Like, review, share, subscribe, do all of the do it for free. We want to keep it that way. Do it for free. We'll see you in a few days. Absolutely. Peace.